Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Racing Pod Blast with me, Tony McCormick, and Ben Aiken from Narrowing the Field. Welcome along, everyone. Uh, so, a busy and exciting weekend ahead of National Hunt action ahead of this week's uh, uh, this weekend. Ben, on both these shorts over in Ireland, with plenty of potential races for us to pick from. Yeah, indeed, there was Tony. Um, given Big Willie still refuses to appear <laughs> in our our midweek chant on blasts, and plenty, let's be honest, plenty of Dublin racing festival looks like a Mullins benefit party. Um, so we're boycotting the Irish racing in part one, and we are concentrating on Sandown, aren't we? Indeed. Uh, he's not even replying to my emails now, Big Willie. That's terrible, mate, terrible. Absolutely. Uh, all right, Sandown is very much our main focus this week in part one of the pod blast. Four races from the track coming under, under our an- analysis. And uh, then it's the football tricksy, top, middle and bottom, the Scottish leagues, as uh, now is our norm being the focus there. And then we'll uh, close the pod blast with the best of the rest section with a couple of stats and angles for the rest of Saturday afternoon's action. And uh, VA, George is having the weekend off after a couple of winners or a winner last week. Uh, so well done there, George. So let's get stuck in. First race on the agenda is the Dolos Handicap uh, Chase at 1.45 from Sandown. Eight runners set to go to post over just short of two miles. Ben, can you start us off with uh, the Dolos Handicap Chase? Indeed, uh, a race now named after this year's top weight, Dolos, mm. who has run in the last five renewals. He's finished first, second, first, first and second. Um, can he make it a fourth win in the race this year? Well, let's see. Uh, but first, some race trends. And I have all of the last 12 were yet to win above class two level. Uh, we're returning off a break of 56 days or less and had two or more starts in the last 90 days. Uh, this year, that would give positives for the Widowmaker, Frero Bonbu and Kiltili Briggs. Uh, of those, it would be the Widowmaker that appeals the most at the prices. He's around 7-1. to one. Uh, That looks overpriced to me, with three places on offer. Now, the Widowmaker as a horse, I think, is much better going right-handed than left-handed. Uh, he's zero from six on left-handed tracks compared to four from ten on right-handed tracks. Now, if you look at him on right-handed tracks with undulations and fields of 14 or less, you find he has four wins, two places from six starts. So very much a horse with prime conditions on Saturday uh, at Sandown. Also has the benefit of a wind up since his last run. Second wind up of his career. His first uh, run off his first wind up saw him win by a going away five lengths. So hopefully it'll have a similar benefit and impact this time around. Uh, a quick word on Dolos. Unsurprisingly, he'll be meeting with prime conditions on Saturday. Although I did notice the prize money for the race has spiked up a bit, uh, which is excellent, obviously. But I also noticed that Dolos himself, he's zero from 21 in races worth 20 grand or more. It's worth 26 grand this uh, weekend, I think. So, if Dolos were to win the race for the fourth time, it would actually be the first 20 grand plus pot of his career at the 22nd time of asking. So, good luck to Dolos, but I'll be with the widow maker. Tony, what you got? 
Yeah, Dulles uh, has a big chance based on his past exploits in the race that's, uh, as you say, Ben, now named after him, but I've, I've gone for the Widowmaker at an each-way oh, price. Uh, placed at this level, as well as on uh, good to soft, all four career wins, as you say, have come right-handed. And yet, to, the only negative is yet to win for Joe Tizard. His dad laughing at him, saying it's not so easy, this uh, this lark, is it, young buck? Uh, Frero Bamboo and K- K- Kittletealy Briggs, Definitely worth a look, but uh, the widow maker for me at an each way price in the 145. 220, the Silly Isles Novices Chase, grade one, over two miles, four furlongs. Uh, five runners go to post. Previous winners include Bristol Demai, Top Notch, Deffy Dessau, and uh, 12 months ago by La Homme Press as the uh, 8 to 13 favourite. Uh, keep an eye on runners that run well here. I know there's only five runners, but uh, keep an eye on runners that run well as they can uh, turn up in the Grade 1 Novice Chase at Cheltenham Festival over two miles, four furlong. It used to be called the no- uh, Marsh Novices Chase for a few years. Uh, last year it was the Turner's uh, Novices Chase. Uh, but, uh, yeah, keep an eye on horses that run well here. They can turn up in that uh, in that Novice Chase at the Cheltenham Festival. It's Balco Coastal. For me here, Ben, um, uh, Henderson knows the time of day when it comes to this race. He saddled uh, winners top-notch in 2017 and Terrafort in uh, 2018. Mr. Coffee finished second of five in this uh, contest 12 months ago. Balco Coastal won well at Kempton when last seen over Christmas and could well this could well have been the plan for some time. And uh, all four career wins have come on a right-handed track. Balco Coastal for me, Ben. Super, Tony. Uh, you're right to point out it's a, a race to keep an eye on. It's been some best mate won it back in the day as well. So has it been a good race for a, a number of years? Um, no trends for me uh, in this one. Generally a small field like it is again this year. Um, and I'm going to back up what you say about Barco Coastal, Tony, because he's who I also like. Um, bit of a trainer trend in the race. Nicky Henderson won it five times since 2010 from 11 runners. Uh, those five winners all won last time out <clears throat> and were coming off a break of at least 21 days. Um, when you get Henderson in this race with those types, he's five wins in one place from seven qualifiers. Balco Coastal fits those stats this year. Uh, as you say, I also have Balco Coastal best going right-handed. He's four from five right-handed, zero from four left-handed. He's also four wins in a second from five starts in the December to February period. So he's, he's running in his uh, prime months right now. So plenty of positives for him. Niggle, is he a grade one player? Yeah, he could be. You know, he's, he's finished second in a grade two over hurdles previously, third in a grade three handicap hurdle at Aintree last season. So there are spots of graded form to certain levels on his CV. Yeah, and like you, um, I like him at the prices. He's around four to one. I think he's shortened up a little bit. Um, but yeah, the price is off a crack at Barco Coastal, Tony. So we're in agreement there again. Yes. Um, next up, we have Heroes Handicap Hurdle, and I'm going to pass to you for this one, Tony. Yeah, I do like uh, a couple in this uh, in this race. Stella Magic. It could be uh, a magic race for us here. Uh, short list of Jet of Magic and Stella Magic. Stella Magic, both career wins have come on a right-handed track and on slightly... Uh, and on a slightly undulating track as well. Stella Magic is uh, around, I'm just having a look here, 10 to 1. That could be worth a small each way, but uh, a bigger each way is Jet of Magic, trainer Paul Nichols, jockey Harry Cobden in the plate. Uh, second of 10 at Cheltenham in a Class 2 handicap 
on New Year's Day. Two from three on a right-handed track. Three from five on a slightly undulating track. And three wins and two places from six starts since he started wearing cheek pieces. Uh, so Paul Nichols working the oracle with the cheek pieces there, putting them on Jet of Magic. Second of ten, beating seven lengths last time out on New Year's Day. But uh, uh, he can uh, certainly improve on that effort. Jet of Magic each way at around eight to one in the 255 at Sandown. Based off Tony, I'm going to pass on that because it's a pair times qualifier and I have a... I hate them. <laughs> but, you know, it's good, good stuff from you, Tony. I'm going to go on to the Masters Handicap Chase, uh, the 330, Class 2 over 3 miles. And not an overly strong trends race, but I did uncover the following. The last 10 winners passed the following three trends. Aged 6 to 9, had 2 to 4 starts in the current season, and had 14 or less handicap chase starts on their CV. Now, that chops the field in half, so more of a, a starting point than anything, but the, the seven that are trends positive from those aforementioned trends are Eva's Oscar, Rapper, Bangers and Cash, Laskillin, Broken Halo, Castle, Robin, and Phlegmatic. There's probably a few of them I could give a chance to. Uh, Rapper, he has his prime conditions, although £6 rise for his win last night won't make things easy. And nothing carrying above 11 stone 9 has won this in the last 25 renewals. couple of queries uh, there, Rapper, I'll have to answer. Uh, Laskillin probably has more offer from his mark. He's maybe just a little tricky to get a proper grip on right now, though. Uh, I do like him, but uh, I'm just not sure where he's at right now. Uh, Bangers and Cash, clearly still very much on the upgrade. Uh, he would have his prime conditions here. Two miles, seven furlong or further, and days since last run, 42 or less. Under those conditions, he has three wins and a second from four starts. Right-handed, also positive, as all of his wins have come this way around for Bangers and Cash. But I think the one of main interest for me is Broken Halo for for our main man, Paul Nichols, uh, still unexposed over fences after only six starts. Uh, he's also unexposed over staying trips. And he's another with his prime conditions, as he is an unbeaten three from three in January to March when returning off breaks of 28 days to 63 days, or four to nine weeks, in other words. Uh, I think he looked in need of a step up in trip when running over two mile three at Chepsel last time out. Time before that, I just don't think he took to the fences in the Grand Sefton. So, Broken Halo at, there's a few prices going about, eight, nine, ten to one. Um, yeah, Broken Halo catches my eye in this, Tony. So, an interesting race. Not easy to get a, a grip on the trends, but yep, that's who I'm settling on for me. Okay, cheers for that, Ben. At top, middle and bottom time. <laughs> Top, middle and bottom, usual rules apply, £1 uh, Trixie from us both, so £4 in total just for fun, and Ben, an update from last week please. Yeah, last week, uh, Tony, one winner, two losers, minus four points, uh, myself, two winners, one loser, a grand total of 
plus 0.49 points profit. Um, but I think, let's be honest, we both got seduced by the price on Queen's Park to beat Dundee we did. last weekend. Um, they were awful, Tony. Got humped. Um, <laughs> these things happen, though. So. Uh, running totals are now Tony plus 37.67. Ben, myself, plus 63.47. So I'm still happy, Tony. Absolutely. Um, Brilliant. Taken away. Right. I will start us this week. Top championship. Wraith Rovers to beat our broth at 13 to 8. Uh, Wraith unbeaten in 9. Our broth haven't kept a clean sheet in 9. Uh, our broth have the worst home record in the league. So Wraith Rovers for me in the first one. Uh, middle, Scottish first. Falkirk to beat Kelty Harps at evens. Falkirk really starting to roll now. Unbeaten in the last 7 games. Winning the last 4 Kelty have only managed to win one of the last five against Joint Bottom Clyde. So Falkirk for me in the middle. And bottom, Scottish second, Sterling to beat East Fife at 17 to 20. Uh, that's tightened up a little bit from when I did this last night. East Fife have been struggling at home this season. Sterling are starting to get ahead of steam on as they try and catch the mighty Dunbarton at the top. Uh, East Fife, they've knocked out a clean sheet in the last five. Sterling have scored two or more in five of their last six. So Sterling for me in this one, Tony. <laughs> Yeah, good stuff. Uh, I have. Uh, we've gone to the championship. Dundee away at Hamilton at three to four. Uh, Dundee need to win that one. And uh, League One, Falkirk, same as you, Ben. Falkirk away yep. at Kelty Hearts at even money. And League Two, come on, the Suns. Uh, Dumbarton away at Stenhouse Muir, thirty-one to twenty. So Dumbarton away, Falkirk away, Dundee away for me in the top, middle, and bottom. Superb, Tony. So just I'll cover mine again. It's Wraith Rovers, Falkirk and Sterling. I have to say, Tony, like two of those prices of mine shortened up since I did the, the research for it yesterday. So I think at this rate, we'll need to move top, middle and bottom to the midweek slot. And they're <laughs> yeah. starting to get smart with the prices, these bookies. Uh-huh. Um, maybe I think we'll start a create a monster. Uh, well, we'll see. Right, back to the racing, Tony, and we will part three, trend stats, pointers of interest for all the other Saturday meetings, and I'm going to head up, well, I'm going to stay in Scotland, actually, heading up to Musselburgh for a bit of trainer trends action, and I'm looking at, once again, the main man, Paul Nichols. Possibly a bit of an obvious angle, but even still, a strong one and a profitable one. So if you look at Paul Nichols at Musselburgh in February and March, with his horses that have had one to three starts in the last 90 days, uh, you see he returns stats of 21 winners from 47 runners for 45% strike rate and over 30 points profit. Winning place, 28 from 47, 60% strike rate. Amazingly, that angle, being it's Paul Nichols, fires at 31% above expectation. Now he sends four to the track on Saturday. All four would fit the angle. Uh, Halo de Obu in the 128. Trucker's Lodge in the 203. Outlaw Peter in the 235 and Gravitana in the 316. Now, I suspect a case could be made for all four. Uh, but the old boy Truckers Lodge, he catches my eye in the Edinburgh National. He's now down to a mark of 137. He also gets Freddie Gingle's £7 claim to further reduce things. So from a handicapping perspective, he's certainly been given a chance. Also interesting that Truckers Lodge goes right-handed here for only the fourth time in his career. 
On the other three right-handed starts, he's finished second, first, and third. Last time he went right-handed was around this time last year in a listed chase at Ascot off a mark of 147. So 10 pounds higher than where he's at right now. He finished just under two lengths third that day. His stamina is clearly guaranteed over this marathon trip. And um, he looks interesting because there's plenty of books paying four places. So mm. Trucker's Lodge, maybe the main Nichols Musselboro one that catches my eye from his raiding party, Tony. Good stuff. Good stuff. Love it. We'll be uh, we'll be putting them in uh, doubles and trebles tomorrow. Each way doubles and trebles, uh, I think. Yes, very tempting. Yeah. 3.55 at Weatherby, I've got a, uh, a interesting one here that we were talking about before we came on air, actually. It's a Hunter Chase at Weatherby, 3.55. Uh, Hunter's Chase, uh, Class 5, obviously, but uh, it's over three miles. Uh, Ballymoy is my selection here to keep an eye on. Uh, it was last seen under rules... Uh, Tracking leaders coming to uh, had every chance uh, when he was last seen under rules in June 2021 at Stratford when trained by uh, Nigel Twiston Davis. Daryl Jacob was in the plate that day. Uh, unfortunately, he fell at the last. Uh, then he's been point to pointing for uh, new connections. So he's uh, running a couple of point to points without winning, but he's uh, he's having his first race back under rules since June 2021. Uh, Ballymoy in the 3 uh, 255 at uh, Sandown. Lovely stuff, Tony. Not, not really my thing, Hunter's Chasers, but. I like Ballymoy was a very good horse in his day. He was, wasn't he? There's a lot of promise. Yeah. A lot of promise yeah. there. He's a good horse. Good. Hopefully he can pick up his, his career in Hunter's Chases. Uh, many thanks for listening to the latest edition of the Racing Pod Blast. Remember to check out our midweek pod blast as we continue to build up to the 2023 Cheltenham Festival. What's on the agenda this uh, this coming week, Ben? Um, I think we'll pick apart the, the Queen Mother Champion Chase next week, Tony. What do you say? Yeah, good stuff. Sounds good. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll do the Queen Mother, and then that's all four of our. Uh, uh, we've looked at the big four races, and then we can move on to uh, the uh, Ryanair, etc. Good stuff. Can't wait for that, mate. Until then, it's uh, thanks and goodbye from us. Cheers, Ben. Cheers, Tony. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you. 